You're listening to Nourish, Nurture, Breathe, a podcast dedicated to women at all stages of our health and wellness journey. I'm Christy from Christy Lee Nutrition. And I'm Cammie from This Mum's Kitchen. And together, we're here to inspire you with the knowledge and confidence to love into your mind, body, spirit, and lifestyle. Now set aside some time for you and join us on this cup-filling journey. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes released every Wednesday. So let's dive in. Welcome to Nourish, Nurture, Breathe. This is episode number five on getting acquainted with your breath. So today is our first episode on breathing and breath work, but there'll be many others as this is a founding practice of mine, both in my coaching and in my life. And it's a never ending subject in terms of its depth of practice and understanding. So definitely consider this part one. What I hope you'll get out of this episode is how important a tool your breath is and how it pays to really pay attention to it a little more than most of us generally do. And today, uh, Cammy is going to be taking the reins on leading this episode. I'm very new to this practice of breathwork, so she's going to guide me and teach me, and I hope that you guys are sort of guided it along the way as well. So let's get started with an explanation of why breathing is so important and why, Cammy, why do you teach your clients this? Yeah, so I think breathing is so important obviously I mean obviously we all know breathing is important because we need it to live (laughs) Um, and it's something we do every day we do it without fail and we do it without thinking and it's the first thing we do when we come into this world and it's the last thing we do before we leave that's Um, very beautiful yeah (laughs) I never thought about it like that and really interesting actually like I started to learn more about breath work, obviously, when I started on my holistic health journey, which was after I had my kids. And um, I remember looking at my little boy, Matteo, when he was, you know, a very little baby, weeks old, and watching his breath. Mm. And it was exactly how we teach we want our breath to be. Mm. You know, it was it was slow. It was steady. Um it was when he was sleeping and I could see his his tummy coming up as he breathed in mm. and it going down as he breathed out. And I just thought, this is something so innate to us. You know, it is the first thing we do when we come into this world and we do it so intrinsically right as babies. And then as life sort of gets in the way, um, we, we sort of lose that natural rhythm. Mm. And it's just about returning a bit of consciousness to your breath and understanding that, yes, okay, it, it is so important in our life. Of course, it's our life force, prana, you know, we need it to live, we need it to, we need to breathe to be alive. Mm. But it also has so many more powers associated with it and so, such potential mm. in, in every area of our life really um something that we're really not aware of or take it for granted I think we're breathing every day and we don't give it a second thought yeah yeah Mm. I think I think the number I might be way wrong but I think something like 65,000 times a day or something wow (laughs) on on average and um so that's a a lot of times and obviously you know we have a lot of other things to think about so it's something that we can our autonomic system can just get on with and we're we're breathing and that's great um but you know especially in today's world where we have a lot of stresses and we can 
be feeling feelings of anxiety, of overwhelm, um, of of panic, of rush, of 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 all of these things, really on a regular basis. Just having some simple breathwork practice, or just having it in your toolkit, so you can use it when you feel you need to, can be really life changing. Um, I love a quote from. BKS Iyengar, who's the guy who founded the Iyengar yoga practice, which I'm sure most of us would have would have heard of. And um, and he said, the mind is the king of the senses, the breath is the king of the mind. Does that resonate with you? It, you know, it's funny, I, I know Iyengar, I've done some yoga before, but I've never heard that quote. And I really had to think about that. Like, like let's just repeat that because it, it took me some time. The mind is the king of the senses, the breath is the king of the mind. So my my thoughts went immediately to, okay, so firstly, the mind rules our senses and therefore our perception of the world. That's kind of our central processing yeah. system. This is very, you know, my science just starting to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought, so if the breath rules the mind, that would be because we wouldn't be breathing, right? So then there's no oxygen and then the brain just doesn't, you know, work anymore. <laughs> I think I'm very literal. <laughs> I love how literal you are. And of course, I guess there is there is that as well. But it's it's more about the power the breath has in regulating how we feel, how we respond. And Amazing. it's it's this it's this this power that we have in in having in I guess extending the gap between stimulus and response. Mm. Um and that's not that's not me. That's not my genius. And that's a quote by uh, Viktor Frankl. Um, but if that's a really easy example to put into everyday life. So for me, uh, as a mum of young children, um, I have multiple times in the day when, you know, my patients is almost up Mm. you know I've been trying to do a million things um maybe one of my kids is having a tantrum maybe the other one um has just spilt you know water over the floor you know whatever it is and you can I can feel like that ah you know coming yeah overwhelm frustration anger yeah all of it all of it coming and we can all resonate with examples of that in our lives you know if you're a parent you probably have examples similar to mine if you're not there's going to be heaps you know Mm. workplace partner frustration friendships you know whatever it might be internal frustrations and your breath is the moment is that tool that power that you have between the stimulus of the last thing that's just you know going to flip your bucket Mm. and your response that's amazing which is either going to be you know, rageful and full of anger and full of frustration, or with the potential to elongate that time, that that moment of choice between the stimulus and the response. Maybe you can breathe, think, reassess and choose. Yeah. So it creates like a space of mindfulness where you can choose a different path of how you're going to react to something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's just one of the many, many incredible powers of the breath and that we can really foster with such simple um such simple breathwork practice i mean there are incredible breathwork practitioners in the world who teach 
wonderfully complex um, breathwork practices. And, you know, the more you dive into yoga, the different types of breathworks you can you can learn and you can you can try out. But I really rarely get into any of that with my clients. We keep it extremely simple um, because I feel that to get the benefits, we can just be doing such simple mm. practices, which, again, speaks to, you know, that simplicity of, of behaviour change, that simplicity of habit hacking that we both believe in um you know we start small we start easy um and you still get that wonderful feeling of reward and success because it is it is filling your cup Mm. and you can you can you know you feel so happy like when I use my just diaphragmatic breaths to give me a bit of space between the glass falling off the kitchen bench and me going ah you know and I just (laughs) take my space breathe yeah have the time to think and then you know most of the time say don't worry darling accidents (laughs) happen let's clean it up you know it feels good and it's interesting like you talk a lot about diaphragmatic breathing and this is now starting to enter that space of I guess more mainstream medicine now for the first time and it's being used a lot with a lot of um, like gut problems where someone is um, they're finding that their gut issues are uh, brought on by anxiety and now yoga and diaphragmatic breathing are being used as tools along with diet along with you know maybe CBT um, to help someone overcome those anxieties yeah mm. yeah because it's all connected yeah isn't it? yeah and, and yeah we're going to be talking a lot about that in in our future episode on the gut brain connection mm. which is so wonderful um but but yes, yeah, so to get sort of started with with breath work, the way that we do that with my clients is um, we just practice um, 10 deep diaphragmatic breaths. So basically what's happening when you are breathing normally, like if you just put your hand on your tummy now and don't change anything about how you're breathing, um, you might notice that there's a bit of a fluctuation there, but, you know, not much. And also some of us have it the other way around so that actually our tummy is going in as we breathe in Mm. and going Mm -hmm. out as we breathe out. So that's because we're breathing in from our chest. chest. So we sort of breathe in. You can feel you're pulling your tummy in and then you breathe out and it relaxes. And that's actually the opposite. Yeah. I feel like when you're breathing in, it's almost like there's not as much space when you do that. that's right. That's right. And when I was learning this, the teacher told us to, you know, do a breath, just any breath without thinking about it and register where your breath ends. Mm. And so if you just do that now, maybe because we've been talking about it, it was in the diaphragm. Mm. But oftentimes, it's going to be in the chest. And so we're really cutting ourselves short, Mm. literally, (laughs) uh, by doing that. Because by breathing into our diaphragm, we're filling up fully, but we're also activating the vagus nerve which hangs out Mm. around there and connects um, up to the brain and also tells our parasympathetic nervous system, we are okay, we are not under attack, we are safe. And so all of those sort of domino effects of, you know, chronic stress and all of those things that we'll talk about more deeply in another episode, they're told to rest. 
So we move into like a rest and digest, I think we yeah. like to call it as well, because we're digesting and that's autonomous, breathing is autonomous, rather than that fight or flight response, which is your sympathetic nervous system. Yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. And that's, again, that just very simple activation between stimulus and response. Yeah, It's that moment when you go, you know, it raises up, whether it's a saber-toothed tiger or mm. it's your boss or it's your child or it's your partner or, you know, it's, it's the $50 that just fell down the drain you know <laughs> whatever it is you've got that you've got that moment that stimulus and it and it's gonna come the stress is gonna come and now it's your choice and yeah it, it just elongates that choice time that you have um to reassess and to calm and to give also all of those internal functions within mm. your body the opportunity to as you say just rest di- digest relax and just feel safe so we'll just do um Mm. maybe five of those to just practice um and so if you're sitting at home um then you can definitely do this with us if you're driving then maybe just um do it at another time come back and listen again and the the point of this episode is very much a practical um drive through i guess of simple breath work so we'd love for you to, to actually practice with this Um, this with us at a safe time so um, we'll start now so just sit down comfortably have your back straight um, and also wiggle your sit bones a bit if you need to um, and just sit you know sit as straight and as and as square as you can just with comfort though so you're just gonna um, rest your hands somewhere comfortably on your lap Um, close your eyes if you'd like to um, just wiggle your, your neck a little bit and just just be mindful of any stresses you're sort of holding in your neck and in your shoulders. You might want to roll your shoulders ever so slightly or even big and wide, whatever's feeling right, roll your neck. And once you feel comfy and like you're just sitting in your flow, I think you can, once you practice it a bit, this a bit, you really know where your flow stance is and it just feels right. And then we're just going to breathe in deeply and slowly through our nose and fill our diaphragm as we do it. And then breathe out through your nose or your mouth, whichever feels right. And do it again in and out. And one more time in and out. And then just gently open your eyes again if you have closed them and just wiggle a little bit and I don't know about you but I find even three of those Mm. to be quite grounding yep um and sometimes you know I'll do them I'm able to sit down and do it like that and I'll do 10 um but you know in that really stressful situation I'll just even do a couple Mm mm-hmm um, and I find that it gives that ability, that just calm, a bit of perspective. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's exactly what I felt. I, and I even feel like, you know, we've been doing this recording today and I'm really switched on. But that moment just kind of took me back to what is important, what I'm, I don't know, how I feel, I guess. I think I just realized I was quite hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting close to lunchtime. <laughs> yeah that's right so I have more self-awareness yeah and it was I mean it was extremely short I would never normally do it 
for that short period of time in a in a client setting, but we're just um, keen to show you different techniques. Mm. Um, but yeah, that the, there is great power there, mm. and it's um, and it comes across extremely quickly, and especially as you if you have the opportunity to sit down and do it quietly, just ten breaths, um, then that's a beautiful practice you can you can put into your toolkit as often as works for you. So just decide, you know, once a week, a um, couple of breaths to start off with and um, and just see where that takes you. Um, so the, we're going to do a longer breath work um, today as well, which is one of my favourites, especially at the moment. So when we're recording this, we're just coming out of the end of the, um, the stronger restrictions here in WA from the COVID-19 pandemic around the world. And it's been a really um, overwhelming and anxious time um, for a lot of people, myself included. We've been really lucky here in WA to have a relatively um, easy run of it. But there was those two weeks prior to um, the Christ- the Easter holidays for yeah, school. I think March was when it got a little bit crazy. Yeah, mm. and it got extremely crazy. I think because we thought it was going to go much longer than it has for us yeah. here, we were thinking, gosh, is this, are we going to be stuck inside for six months? And I think we were watching the rest of the world, weren't we? Yeah. Seeing what was happening in Italy and thinking, oh, my God, this is bad. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And mm. and for me, because I've got family, you know, I've got family in Italy, I've got family in, in Los Angeles, I've got family in Spain and family in London who were all ahead of it, mm. you know, and in, heading into you know, four or five months of total home isolation. Um, yeah, it was really stressful. And then we had, you know, homeschooling and work and it was incredibly overwhelming time. And this breath work was one that I did a lot. I did it um, the most often of all of my breath work practices. And when it was really stressful, you know, when we didn't know what was happening here in WA and we did believe that we were heading into, you know, really, really um, extended isolation and lockdown I actually did this daily and it was something that I just woke up my motivation was there because I just knew I needed it and I did this breath work and then followed by 20 minutes of yoga and Mm. it was really something that um helped helped me through so this is a great one for anxiety and overwhelm um and also in in helping to create and build um self-belief and and self-worth um and it's one that i learned originally from a very famous lady called gabby bernstein gabrielle bernstein um and she was one of the lecturers on my course in the mindfulness and meditation modules um and this was one that we all did as a collective which was really powerful um and then yeah i've gone on and slightly adapted um but the the base is most definitely hers and so it's called a heart hold um so we're literally giving ourselves a hug from from the heart um and it works alongside an affirmation practice as well so when i work with my clients on this we will have done quite a lot of development and discovery work into their stories and their limiting beliefs and their challenges um, and created um, together, well, really, they will have created um, some affirmations which really resound um, within them. Um, and we don't have the opportunity to do that here today. But um, 
what we did was I just gave some examples to to Christy, you know, over email, and and um, and and she's come up with one that really works for her. So, mm. would you like to talk about that? Yeah. So I thought about this, and I thought, what is a limiting belief I have? Because we all have a limiting belief. No one is um, totally believing that we're confident and you know successful at everything in life, and and. I started diving down this moment when I first started my business where I had been told that the stat goes that 20% of new businesses will fail in their first two years, 45% will fail in the first five years, and 65% will fail in the first 10 years. So what that means is that only 25% of new businesses will actually make it to 15 years or more successfully. And when you've just started a business, like that's, wow, that's overwhelming. And you do these limiting beliefs just roll into your mind. You start going, well, how am I going to ever be that 25%? Like maybe what was the point of starting a business at all? I shouldn't Mm. have done this. So something that I then started working through was changing my language and starting to, you know, use an affirmation that goes along the lines of I am confident, innovative, and a successful businesswoman. So that is something that I practice and try to, I think I really have found it personally has changed my mindset around that. And that's why I'm still in my business now. Yeah. I didn't just jump out at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's and it's one that I can really, really resonate with um, extremely. I, I, I often practice the mindset, I am a success. And I think that that is um, because similar to you I have my own business and and that comes with a lot of uncertainty and and doubt and self-questioning that you know being um, a member of an employed workforce doesn't have so much Um, and also I have um, you know that internal mummy struggle of you know working mum kids Mm. am I enough you know am I doing enough am I there enough um and and the I am a success affirmation that I practice with this heart hold often is um is is all encompassing that. Um but what we would do if we were in the full client um coach sessions would we would unpick that mm. um quite a lot. And not because we want to reject it. You know, our stories and our limiting beliefs, they're ours. Mm. And we we should acknowledge them, embrace them and accept them. But then we can start to investigate them a bit. Mm. So just very, very briefly, like the sort of work we would do would be around language there. Like, how is having a successful business for 10 years a mm. failure? Yeah. <laughs> you know, who, who, who thought of that is, you know, could perhaps reassess their opinions on, <laughs> on what failure means for sure. Um, but, you know, but then we'd also look into things that, that showcase how you are already successful, you know, how you are already confident, how your business is growing, mm. how you are, you have all the tools to be that 25% if, mm. if, if that's, you know, your end goal. And we, we'd really explore that, but it's, it's about, just that mindset change, Shift. yeah. I, I like the idea that we first accept it because it's a it's a valid thing to feel and think. We're not saying that what you're experiencing is not real, so that it's we're validating that first. And then I feel like it, then it's looking for those opportunities in the problems and just doing that little switch of the yeah. mind, yeah. yeah, and refocusing. And that really mm. works with children as well. You know, what one of those things. One of the ways of um, 
The Whole Brain Child is this book I absolutely love and it's all it's written by incredible um, child psychologists and coaches and it talks about you know acknowledging and accepting and validating a child's opinion or, mm. or moment or, or belief which is might be raging a, a tantrum for example mm. so rather than you know saying to a child like for example with my son the other day he said he, he'd done this he'd made this crown at school he was really proud of it but then when he put it in his bag he'd put it in in a way that when he pulled it out it ripped mm. and he was devastated now, the natural reaction would be to say something like, don't worry, darling. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's okay. We can make another crown. Mm. You know, that's a lovely thing to say, right? But that's not acknowledging and accepting his very valid feeling of complete disappointment in mm. this moment. Yep. So rather than pushing it aside, we say, oh, darling, that is so upsetting. I really understand why you're really upset right now. Let's have a cuddle. Yeah. You know, yep. do you need yep. to cry? Would you like to, you know, keep crying? I mean, that's really upsetting. I can see how much work you put into this. Mm. You know, look at this. I can even tell if it's broken in half. It's it's beautiful. I can tell how disappointing that would be. And so you're acknowledging and affirming that mm. feeling, and then we're going to find a way to move on yeah. from it. Yeah, and I can imagine that would take practice to change the way you react as well because yeah. it, it does feel ingrained and natural to say, oh, you want you would just want to make someone feel better. So you just, oh, don't worry about it, it's okay. But yeah. actually acknowledging it is probably something that we should learn to start doing yeah. instead. and that's mm. the internal work that mm. we do. And the reason I bring that example up is because most of the women that I work with are mums. And so we, under, we instantly do anything that will make it better for our children mm. and it really makes total sense. You know, that example I just gave makes total sense. But then we flip it and actually put it back onto ourselves. And so mm. we've got to give ourselves that same love yeah. and understanding, kindness as well, and understand that these limiting beliefs or stories or whatever words you want to put around them they're totally valid mm. you have you have complete sense in feeling these things but it's not your story it doesn't own you you yep. are not your story yeah and so let's find a way to to move on and and to just have that story and respect it but not have it shape yep. our lives and this um breath work is a is a great way to do that so what we'll be um practicing for our affirmation today for for christy and myself as i am actually also going to benefit from this same affirmation <laughs> is i am a success um but other ones that work really well which you might like to explore um at home um or see if just writing these down help you discover affirmations which will fit for you are things like i fully accept and love myself um, or something like I am beautiful or I am loved I am safe is another one um, and I am supported and understood is and um, they're the the ones I find that seem to come through in in, in different formations and different words with different people but the um yeah they they help to to sort of get the cogs going in terms of affirmations which might be working for you and there's heaps of science in behind mm. the the power of affirmations. So I know it does sound a bit woo woo, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely something that isn't just in no. the woo realm. I actually I do remember reading something quite recently on gratitude practice, which is you know it's kind of in the world of affirmations, but it's 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 focusing on things you're grateful for, and that simple practice of 
you know, whether it's once a week or once a day or once a month, you, you just write down the things that you're grateful for. It focuses you on the positive things in your life and you're more likely to engage in more healthy behaviors because you feel more positive. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And the studies into self-affirmations are, are pretty similar and they, they sort of, it all attributes to belief in your own self-efficacy mm. and self-worth. And then it's that whole mindset thing of if you believe in your own self-worth and your own ability, then you are inevitably more capable because yes. you believe. Yeah. And so it's that thing of, you know, chicken and egg, which one sort of proves the <laughs> other. But in my mind, it sort of doesn't matter. Like we know that what we th- what we think becomes what happens. Reality. Really, most yeah. of the time. So, um, you know, we're just giving ourselves a step up in the right direction um, in, in doing this sort of practice. And... You know, if the if the heart hold doesn't um, work for you, you can also just simply say the affirmation and just do so doing that mindful breathing that we were practicing before. So just those diaphragmatic breaths and that repetition of your affirmation in your head will so, also do some great work. What does the heart hold involve? Do you actually hold your heart? Is yes. that what you do? So let's yeah. do it. So the heart hold, it's an in-breath of about four counts and an extended out breath. So you just want your out breath to be longer than your in breath. I'll help you with that. Okay. Um, and then we put our right hand on our heart and our left hand on our tummy. So you can sort of feel it as it's going to come out. And you can see that that's like a hug. Mm. So that's a, an easy way to remember what to do with your with your hands is that you're, you're hugging yourself. So you've got your right hand on your heart, your left hand on your belly, a little bit, you know, more over to the right if you want. It's just there to help you with your diaphragm, being aware of your diaphragm. And so what you're going to do is you're just going to breathe in. Hold for a second and then breathe out. And breathe in. Hold and breathe out. And breathe in and breathe out and just keep going with that and just follow your breath in through your nose all the way down into your diaphragm so you're filling up and then let it go nice and steadily without really stopping and observing too much, just concentrating on the breath. And then on your next in-breath, hold, and on the out-breath internally, I am a success. I am a success. Keep going in. I am a success. I am a success. In. I am a success. I am a success. And you just keep going with that practice. Internally affirming to yourself, I am a success. I am a success. And as you keep going with that, let your voice just become something that you know is true. I am a success.
And then gently just let your hands rest into your lap. Let your breath take back a regular pace. Give your neck a little bit of a roll. Roll your shoulders if you want to. Give your fingers a little bit of a wiggle and slowly open your eyes. And so if we were in a coaching practice, we would have done that for a lot longer. Mm. Um, And then I'd invite you to either share the feelings and what had come out in that verbally or to write it down. Yep. And um, the the purging on the page is a really powerful thing to follow up from a breath work. Yep. Um, if you don't have the opportunity to speak to whoever, you know, if you have, you don't have a coach in front of you. And obviously, we're not going to talk about it now because we're recording a podcast. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so that it's that sort of follow up as well. Yeah. But did you do you have anything to sort of share from that? It was very short. I think that uh, I I just I love that, and it's something that. Um, I've come across in yoga many times. I've come across very similar sort of um, like when you breathe in to let love in and when you breathe out, you let love out. And it's kind of, um, yeah, just this self-care and I find that it it does, it feels, I feel kind of more, I actually feel more awake, like I feel like mm. I have more energy. I feel more clear. Um, yeah, I think that it's something really beautiful that we should all try to learn more about and include more in our life every day. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I, I mean, obviously I totally agree. Mm. And it's, and it's hard in this sort of setting to do it because we're, we're doing it very briefly, mm. but I think also it shows that you can just start off, you know, in your own way. There really aren't any rules. If, if you just give your, yourself the opportunity to do some mindful breathing, mm you're already winning. Yep. Then if you'd like to find some affirmation work to couple with that, then even better. Mm. And then, you know, there are coaches, there's the internet, you know, there's mm. millions of ways to explore that further. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's exactly. Great. That's where I get a lot of my yoga from. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then even just having the opportunity to follow that up with a bit of a journal practice mm-hmm. or or a, a conversation with a girlfriend or with your partner or yeah. even just some internal thinking is wonderful because I find that with the affirmations you can sort of dislodge some things and you can follow those pathways and explore them further Mm. Um, and there's lots of realization in that which is really powerful beautiful awesome thank you so much for doing that (laughs) I hope everybody got lots of value from that Um, I am like many of you on this journey of learning about breath work and I think that um, it's something we should all be doing a little bit more of. I'm so excited to have Cami teaching us along the way. And I think that we're going to do a lot more of these, aren't we? We are. Yes, we yeah. are. So I'm excited about that. So thank you everyone for listening in and we'll see you next week for episode six. Thank you so much for listening. We're so grateful for the time you spent with us and can't wait to do it again. If you'd like to get in touch, please reach out to us via the Nourish, Nurture, Breathe Facebook or Instagram pages. And check out nourishnurturebreathe.com for our show notes. And lastly, a little request from us. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your streaming platform of choice. It'll help so many others find our podcast. Thank you and until next time, remember to nourish, nurture and breathe every day.